Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I'm sitting in Washington, D.C. as I record this podcast, and that's relevant because I want to talk about the recent midterm election. Um, Let me talk in this podcast to the Republicans. It's probably more fair or right that I talk to Republicans because I'm closer to where Republicans are politically. I actually, I think I'm registered independent now, Um, but obviously I'm a conservative. And so it makes more sense for me to speak to Republicans than it does to uh, attempt to speak to the other side, which I have sometimes done in the past. Um, Congratulations on the victory. No question that taking the Senate was a major achievement. No question that uh, victory on some other initiatives, on some uh, state-level races is extremely important. Um, But let me uh, presume to give some advice to my Republican friends um, with whom I feel very much one. It's important not to take this election as a confirmation of all things Republican. Uh, Everyone wants to speak of a mandate after an election, but rarely are there any mandates. When you look at the actual voting numbers uh, in any election, but particularly in a midterm election, you find that they are incredibly low. And though certainly Republicans are to be commended for their victory in this recent midterm election, uh, the fact is that people are voting largely out of frustration. So I mean to take nothing away from the Republican victory, but to crow, to see it as a mandate, to say we've been doing all things right and therefore we should keep doing them would be disaster for Republicans. The fact is that people are desperate for about three things right now when it comes to American government, decisiveness, competence, and consistency. Uh, People are horribly disappointed with their government. The polls are astonishing about the last thing that we Americans expected from an Obama administration was incompetence. We expected left-leaning politics. We expected uh, what some would call a radical agenda. We did not expect incompetence. We did not expect that our government would not be able to roll out a website properly. Uh, We did not expect that our government would not be able to contain, um, deal with, articulate well uh, regarding the Ebola crisis. The CDC has been almost a disaster in handling this, and the the, uh, White House has been no better. the people did not expect that this administration would be slow and hesitant in dealing with ISIS. Um, Military commanders have come out and said, we warned the White House a year ago about ISIS, and some commanders said two years ago, but that the president does not attend or pay much attention in his intelligence briefings, something we want the president to be able to do. Now, everybody listening to this should know that I'm not a man who has been willing to attack President Obama personally. I do take his religion seriously, and I do think that he has some virtues, although I disagree with him on almost every single political issue. So if I'm going hard at him now, it's because America is desperately in need of strong leadership and is not getting it from this administration. And probably the zenith for me has been the slow, hesitant, and thus bloody incompetence when it comes to dealing with ISIS. People are dying on the ground because we cannot seem to act. 
an example of what people are reacting to. And my point here is not just to hammer the Obama administration, but to perhaps show Republicans what it is that people are looking for. Uh, an example would be for uh, the, the, the fact that while this administration has distanced uh, Israel, uh, and lost support amongst Israelis and lost connection um, with Israel. U.S.-Israeli uh, relations are at an all-time low. Uh, they've gained nothing in in the Arab world. Uh, in other words, if you are going to distance yourself from Israel, policy I would be I am uh, dramatically and fiercely opposed to. Uh, but if you're going to do it for whatever reason, at least do it. Uh, gaining yourself something in the Arab world. The Obama administration has managed to distance both the Arab world and Israel, which ought to be perhaps our closest ally in that part of the world. Uh, and In fact, uh, recently, a senior uh, Obama administration official was actually quoted publicly, and boy, did it hit the internet and hit the news cycles, um, but a senior Obama administration official was actually publicly quoted as having called Prime Minister Netanyahu chicken shit. Well, this is not the kind of thing that you do at all if you want to be a respected statesman, but it's definitely not the kind of thing uh, that you do with our primary ally in the Middle East. So the Obama administration has managed to distance everyone in the Middle East, and that feeds into another example of where failure has come about. Um, this past week, it was uh, revealed that Mr. Obama sent a quote-unquote secret letter to Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. Well, first of all, how secret is it if I know about it? Uh, and second of all, can is it not possible for Mr. Obama to send a secret letter to a head of state uh, without the world finding out about it? Clearly, this was not intended to be secret. Clearly, this was intended to be known so he could be a man uh, seen as reaching to the Muslim world. But my question is, we don't speak well or directly or openly with the Kurds, who are the primary warriors on the ground against ISIS. Um, we don't rein in our allies like Turkey and the Saudis, the Gulf states, um, which are funding ISIS and have supported them dramatically. Um, but we, we send a letter that we say is secret, but is not really secret uh, to a man at, at the helm of a country that we have repeatedly said is the real problem in the Middle East, which, of course, is not actually true. So you can imagine that this is uh, very, very disturbing, and you can imagine that this is um, really revealing of what's wrong in this administration. I say again, decisiveness, competence, and consistency. So what Republicans ought to do as soon as possible um, is take steps and act in a manner that is opposite of what people have come to expect of their federal government um, and thus are so frustrated in this country. First of all, it's important, I believe, and I say this with kindness, that uh, Mr. Boehner is replaced. Whatever virtues he has had, whatever good he has done for Republicans, he brings nothing new. And there, it is time now for a change. Mr. Boehner is Speaker of the House. Um, it is simply time for a change. I understand that we can't just yank him out of office, um, but it is time for a different party leader in the House 
Um, and Mr. Boehner needs to be graciously, he needs to be honored, but graciously replaced. He's uh, whatever virtues there may be in him as a leader, and I think there are many. The fact is he is not articulate. He is not fiery. He is not young. Uh, he is not a thinker. He is not a media figure. It's time for a new uh, head in the House, a new Republican leader in the House. Um, and I think probably there's time. it's time for a new Republican leader in the Senate, except that I think that we're so thankful to have taken uh, the Senate that that's not going to happen. But it's time for Mr. Boehner to step down from that role or for there to be um, a gentle uh, internal revela- revolution. It, there's, it's also time for some other spokesmen to come to the fore. There are some fine uh, Republican spokesmen who are thinkers and readers and good in media. We need females. We need, uh, we need Marsha Blackburn, for example, to be put to the fore. We need for the good old boy network not to be holding her in reserve as much. Um, We need other faces, other voices speaking for conservatives. Um, This election provided us with some new, fresh faces. And by the way, that's not code language in my case for skin color. Um, We need a younger, newer, fresher approach to conservative values. And it's time for that to happen. Then uh, Republicans need to articulate uh, the, the advancements in the economy in, in, a, in, a, in correct terms, in non-status terms. It is not government that has created jobs. It is not government that has um, brought about the healthier condition that we have. Um, it is the free market. And we, we need to, we want a tempered free market. We don't believe in an unrestrained free market. I, I don't think anybody advocates for that. But it's time for the people. People are most concerned about the economy, and that needs to be articulated in, in correct terms and a way pointed forward to continue to see the economy to grow and to increase. At the same time, uh, decisive action needs to be taken on Ebola. I think it's very obvious that quarantines are necessary. It does not seem that the administration has the courage to do that. Uh, But certain portions of Africa where Ebola is running rampant, we should send aid, yes. We should send doctors who are willing to go, yes, and then not punish them when they return. But we should also quarantine them so that we do not have an epidemic that floods into our country. Uh, Third of all, then, it's time for decisive action on ISIS. Anybody who listens to me or reads my book or, um, or knows what I speak about knows that I believe that we should stand with the Kurds, arm the Kurds, build coalitions, deal with this decisively with ISIS, insist that our allies uh, stop funding ISIS and make this thing the victory it can be. Um, And finally, there's this. It is absolutely essential that the Republicans not eat their young in the next election. We should do all the backroom negotiating that we need to do so that there is uh, not um, a feeding frenzy. There are, is not this long season of d- Republican debates among a dozen possible candidates. We should make deals. We should have an early front runner, and we should gear up and take the lead. This next election is winnable. Uh, without question, especially if we articulate values well, and it shouldn't just be an Obama beating fest. It should be an extolling of free market and creativity and industry, and it's morning again in America. That will win the day, not just for a party, but for the policies that will make America great again. 
Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author and popular speaker who coaches and advises leaders worldwide. To learn more about Stephen, log on to stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote and performed the Rockin' Podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production. Chartwell is ingeniously led by Beverly Darnell Mansfield. As a result, all rights are reserved. For more information, contact us through stephenmansfield.tv.